This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 91, and I am talking about why body positivity and intentional attempts at weight loss cannot coexist or be labeled hashtag body positivity and answering common questions associated with this debate. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this show at summerinandin.com forward slash 91. That's 91. Before we get into this juicy topic, I have a few announcements. A new announcement this week is that the Body Image Remix program, the program that gives you 21 steps to take to start feeling more confident and accepting of your body, is going to be starting June 1st as a group cycle. So this program is available anytime. You can go and do it whenever you want, but two or three times a year, I run it as a group. And what that means is that you'll get an opportunity to hop on a couple of coaching calls with me to get individualized support to work through the biggest barriers holding you back from feeling more comfortable in your skin. The Body Image Remix program is perfect for you if you're newer to body positivity and body image work and want the specific steps to take to build a solid foundation for your own positive body image to grow. It's perfect for you if you spend a lot of time hating on yourself, then feeling good about yourself, and you want to get to a place where you don't think about your body anymore. It's perfect for you if you're done with dieting, but you don't know what steps to take in order to really break up with diet culture and to start to feel more confident in your skin. And it's also great if you've been the type of person who listens to a lot of podcasts and maybe reads a lot of articles, but doesn't actually work on your body image in an active form. So you're not actually doing behaviors that are going to help your specific body image. This is great because it's going to give you some of those steps to take, but it really is more for people who are newer to this. Rock Your Body is my more extensive program where we dive deep into self-worth and the core of where our body image comes from. But this is this is a amazing program, perfect place for you to start. And what's so great about the coaching calls is that you get that individual support from me. And whenever I run the program again, you can also hop on those coaching calls. So you get that added bonus of having continual support. So it's starting June 1st, you can get all the details at bodyimageremix.com. And I've updated the program since it first released in 2014. And now it includes a 30 minute audio tutorial on overcoming self doubt to give you a step by step way of radically changing the way that you speak to yourself. Because I realized that that was a huge part of doing this work that wasn't covered in the initial program. So now that's an accompaniment to it. And second bonus if you enter coupon code June Remix, one word, at the checkout, you'll get $20 off 
That's a limited offer. It's only valid until June 1st, but you'll get $20 off. You'll get the bonus group coaching calls. You get the new 30-minute audio tutorial on overcoming self-doubt and the same awesome program that's helped hundreds of women in the last two and a half years. Go to bodyimageremix.com to get all the details and to sign up and to do this with me for the first 21 days of June. Again, it's June Remix at checkout to save 20 bucks. Okay, secondly, if you haven't already done so, I would love it if you left a review for this podcast on iTunes. You can go to summerinandin.com forward slash review or just head into your iTunes app or the podcast app to leave a review. Click ratings and reviews and then click leave a review or just give it a rating. That helps others to find the show and that's what this is all about. It's about spreading the word. And then lastly, if you're like, who is this woman talking? I've never heard of her before. Then go get my free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies, or just go to thebodyimagecoach.com with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. And guess what? All of this stuff is just at summerinandin.com. You're going to see a direct link to the Body Image Remix program, a place where you can leave a review for the podcast, and the free 10-day body confidence makeover. So if you're wondering about all these different URLs that I'm giving you, go to summerinandin.com or thebodyimagecoach.com and it's going to redirect you to my site where all of this is available. Okay, let's get started with this show. Can weight loss and body positivity coexist? I could make this a really short episode and simply say, hell no to the no, but I've decided to elaborate a little more to answer some common questions and rebuttals. To be honest, I almost didn't record this podcast because for one, I feel like it's not really my place. I'm not the authority on body positivity by any means. And I'm an ally in this. And I think that this discussion is better off had by someone who's actually a fat activist, who's a body positive activist. However, it comes up a lot in my Facebook community. I know it comes up a lot in other spaces. And so I'm adding to this conversation as an ally. And I'm going to refer you to a lot of other places where you can get more information and other articles that have written about this before. During the production of this specific episode, my friend Kyla Prinz wrote a piece for Everyday Feminism titled, Here's Why the Definition of Body Positivity Isn't Up for Debate. And at the same time, activist Amy Pence Brown, who you heard on episode 84, released a blog post titled, Body Positivity is not a feeling, it's a movement. And both of these pieces pretty much said it all. So I almost didn't record this because I thought, well, those pieces pretty much said everything. But I think it's such an important topic that despite having it been discussed ad nauseum, I wanted to add my voice to the conversation and have one more standing, one more person standing up and saying, no, these two things don't go together. Okay, so if you haven't listened to episode 79, Body Positivity and Body Image 101, I would encourage you to find that one and listen to it first, because it's going to give you a lot better context of this discussion. And I wanted to avoid repeating some of the things that have already been shared there. So this is going to assume that you have listened to that. And you've heard some of the stuff that came out of that. 
Both Kyla and Amy's posts are linked in the show notes for this episode, along with a couple of others that I will reference throughout, because a lot of this, again, has been discussed. So I'm pulling from articles that I've read. So it's important that you know that this is not just all of my thoughts. This is a lot of what's been said. And I want to give credit where credit is due for the individuals that have been having these conversations before. So what we're going to talk about is what do we mean when we talk about weight loss in the context of body positivity and why body positivity and weight loss can't coexist. We're going to talk about what body positivity really means, just a basic refresher in case you haven't listened to that other episode and you're being a rebel and you're just going to listen to this one. Why it's different from quote unquote loving your body And I'm going to give answers to some of the common responses to things such as, but I've seen the meme that says you can love your body and still want to change it, but it's my body and I can do what I want with it, but I need to lose weight for my health. I feel bad because I still think about losing weight. Does that mean I'm not body positive? And I lost weight. Does that mean I'm not welcome in body positive spaces? So those five things I'm going to provide my responses to. And again, I'm going to tell you where you can learn more if you are confused or you're feeling guilty for having lost weight or you feel like you don't belong in body positive spaces or you're feeling ashamed. That's not what this is about. This is not about judging people or judging people or shaming people for their actions. This is about just getting clear on what body positivity is really about and why hashtag body positivity with anything associated with diet culture, and weight loss don't go together. Let's start this off by getting clear on what I mean when we talk about weight loss. As it relates to this discussion, we're talking about actively trying to lose weight, like that's your sole intention. We're not referring to losing weight because you made health changes and that just happened as a side effect or because something changed in your life and your body changed. What we mean when we talk about weight loss in this context is intentionally making behavior changes with the primary motivation being making your body smaller. And I want that to be clear because body weight going up and down is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not always within our control. It's the intentional actions of trying to manipulate your body weight in order to make it smaller and then hashtagging it body positivity that we're referring to in this conversation. And later I'll address the, but it's for my health piece of this. The second thing that I want to get clear on is the definition of body positivity. I talked about this in episode 79, the body positivity and body image 101. So you can hear me speak at length about it in there. But I'm going to pull the definition again from Ashley Shackelford, who wrote this in an article for Wear Your Voice magazine, which I'll link to in the show notes. Her definition is, quote, the body positivity movement is largely based in intersectional feminism and encourages the end to body shame, beauty standards, and violence against all bodies. The subsector movements within it include fat positivity to empower and protect fat bodies, disability empowerment and justice, empowerment and protection of trans and gender nonconforming bodies, reproductive justice, an end to colorism and empowerment of dark skin bodies, the empowerment and protection of non-straight identifying folks, and an overall end to anti-blackness. I really like that definition because it speaks to the fact that this is a political movement that advocates for the rights of all marginalized individuals. This is not just about 
feeling positive about your body. It's a social and political movement. And as Kyla Prinz pointed out in her Everyday Feminism article, the term body positivity itself was, quote, born out of treatment for anorexia recovery in 1996, when a psychotherapist and a woman who had personal experience with an eating disorder founded thebodypositive.org, with it being founded on the tenets of fat acceptance and health at every size. The fat acceptance and health at every size piece of this are critical and will tie back into why I don't believe intentional weight loss can ever be labeled body positive. Fat acceptance, as I mentioned in episode 79, is a political movement that advocates for the rights and dignity of fat people. And this is defined by the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, whose goal is to help build a society of which people of every size are accepted with dignity and equality in all aspects of life. And the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance was founded in 1969, which is way before body positivity. So body positivity wouldn't even be here without fat acceptance. It wouldn't be here without health at every size, which also came first. And Health at Every Size is a movement that supports people of all sizes in addressing health directly by adopting healthy behaviors from a weight-neutral perspective. So that weight-neutral perspective is really important here. The bottom line of all of these definitions is that there is no body positivity without fat acceptance, and there is no body positivity without the respect, protection, and inclusivity of all marginalized groups. Health doesn't even need to be a part of this conversation. I'm going to bring it in because a common argument is, but I need to lose weight for my health. And that's why when we do have that discussion, we have to talk about it from a weight neutral perspective, um, a la Hayes, health at every size. Therefore, with all that being said, to advocate for and label things as body positive or body positivity you have to advocate for fat acceptance. Otherwise, it's really co-opting the term and watering it down to something it's not. And so at this point, you may be thinking, wow, Summer, who made you the mayor of body positivity? And the answer is I did. I'm the mayor of body positivity. JK, in all seriousness, this isn't about me or my opinions at all. As I said from the start, this is about a social and political movement that has a specific agenda to fight for the respect and equal treatment of marginalized groups. And this is really about respecting the individuals who coined the term and created the movement by listening to what they say and what they want for this movement. We don't get to take something from somebody and reclaim ownership of it. The people who started the fat acceptance movement and the body positivity movement had a specific mission. This is about respecting the individuals who coined the term and created the movement, which is based on human equality and respect. So I really hope everyone can just get down to clown on that. No one is policing it But sweeping in to co-opt a term used to support the liberation of marginalized individuals because it's trending and you want to capitalize on trends is pretty shady. I'm an ally here. So again, I'm going to offer you some resources at the end. And I'm not in a position to be speaking on behalf of the fat acceptance movement or body positivity. So I don't want to come off as an authoritarian in this movement because it isn't about me. I'm just stating thoughts to hash out some of this stuff that I've seen pop up a bit and to help educate you on what I've learned. And I know I said that before, but I just feel like it's really important to repeat that. 
So with all of that said, so we got clear on, you know, what we mean when we talk about weight loss in this context, what body positivity is really all about. I feel like we can answer this question pretty easily by asking, does promoting intentional weight loss contribute to the acceptance and empowerment of fat individuals? And the answer is clearly no, because you can't take down systems that oppress individuals by upholding them. But there's always common responses to that. And that's what I want to go into right now. So a meme that I've seen often says, you can love your body and still want to change it. So let's deconstruct this. You might be surprised to find out that yes, I think that you can have a sense of self-worth and still want to change things about yourself. I mean, that's what self-improvement is all about. However, this statement is not body positive when it's used in the context of shrinking your body or intentionally changing your body to fit societal standards. For example, trying to tone your booty or shrink your waist. Why? Because again, how does changing your body under the guise of body positivity to meet an elusive standard help to promote the empowerment and acceptance of fat bodies? It doesn't. There is a difference between practicing body love, quote unquote, self-love, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it for yourself, and advocating for the body positive movement. These two things get tangled and that's where the message of body positivity gets diluted. Practicing body love can be done in whatever way you want it to be done as it's an individual's choice as to how they want to show love for themselves. That doesn't mean it's body positive. Body positivity isn't about the way you feel about your body. Practicing and advocating for body positivity can include body love and often does, but these terms are not interchangeable. Body positivity is a political and social movement. It's so much bigger than having women love their bodies. It's about ending violence against bodies that happens both overtly and subtly in this culture. That's why it's helpful to think about it as fat acceptance, because if you can think about it that way, it makes it a lot easier to see why a statement like you can love your body and still want to change it is problematic, especially when hashtagged with body positivity. So even though I believe the message of you can love your body and still want to change it is kind of true, it shouldn't be labeled as body positivity. And I would still like to see these messages dissolve into cyberspace because even without the hashtag body positivity, they are oppressive and hurtful. The majority of people reading them continue to feel as though they are unworthy unless they meet some kind of appearance goal. The majority of people touting this message are selling some form of weight loss. They're perpetuating all this diet culture bullshit. And so I I, I hate that message anyways. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But it's especially not body positive. And that's, again, my personal opinion on that. And you don't have to agree with me. Okay, often people will say, but it's my body and I can do what I want with it. Yes, you can. You can do whatever you want with your body. As Amy Pence Brown pointed out in her piece, this is called body autonomy. But it's the labeling of the weight loss as body positivity that becomes problematic. It's the hashtags, the blog posts, the Facebook comments, and the advertisements where people are throwing around the word body positivity while promoting diet culture or speaking about how they are unhappy and want to change themselves by losing weight. This is problematic because it reinforces the, I'm not happy being your size and I would be happy being smaller storyline, which is fat phobic. 
Again, the question that we need to ask is, how are you contributing to the liberation and empowerment of fat individuals with your intentional weight loss story? You may be learning body positive ideals. You may support fat acceptance for others, and you may be grappling with your own shitty beliefs, which I completely empathize with. But using the label body positivity is harmful to the movement, and in particular, the people who are fighting every day for respect and rights. Okay, let's address the common response of, but I need to lose weight for my health. So in episode 83, Why Diets Don't Work, I talked about how there is no valid form of long-term weight loss that works for the majority of individuals, and the most consistent side effect of weight loss is actually weight gain, and the vast majority of people who intentionally try to lose weight will regain their initial weight loss. I'm a big advocate of taking a health at every size approach, which again is one of the tenets of body positivity. That means taking a weight neutral approach to health. And a big side note here before I go further on this discussion is that as Reagan Chastain says, health is not an obligation. It's not entirely within our control and it's not a measure measure of worthiness. So I want to caveat that piece. This is not saying that health is an obligation within body positivity. That's not what this is about. But the person who actually created body positivity, part of the tenets behind that was health at every size. So if you adopt self-care habits with the intention of improving your physical health and your body size changes, then that's what happens. Kyla Prince did a really good video titled Food for Thought on the Meaning of Weight Loss, which I'll link to in the show notes, where she refers to weight loss as a potential side effect, meaning it may or may not occur with health changes. And I love the way that she explains that because I think the majority of us are solely focusing on wanting to lose weight in an effort to improve health instead of focusing on improving our health and letting our body do what it's going to do. Maybe our weight goes up, maybe it goes down, maybe it stays the same. But taking weight out of the equation creates a much more positive way of managing our health and contributing to our health. It's when we get it backwards and adopt self-care habits with the intention of weight loss that things become troublesome because We're conflating health and weight when we don't actually have evidence of a successful form of long-term weight loss that leads to improved health, and we know that dieting is harmful for our mental and physical health. Health improvements can happen independent of weight change. You may make health improvements and your weight may go down, up, or stay the same. In my experience, making self-care habit changes suffer when weight is the intention because it generally triggers the diet brain and feelings of judgment, guilt, failure, and disappointment. Glennis Oyston, who wrote a really great blog post titled Is Weight Loss Body Positive? Again, covering a lot of this stuff in a different way. And she wrote this great article. In it, she makes many brilliant points, but one of those being that, quote, weight loss may be associated with health improvements, But there are three problems with concluding that weight loss is the solution to health problems. One, studies that show this association rarely take into account the health habits that typically change when someone tries to lose weight, so we really don't know if it is the weight loss itself or the change in health habits that are affecting health. Two, we've seen from other studies that health improvements can be accomplished through change in health habits in the absence of weight loss. And three, since weight loss is typically short-term, any improvements made to health based on weight loss alone may end up being short-term as well. 
Again, it comes back to the labeling of your intentions. If you're forcibly trying to lose weight, which we know is unlikely for most people, calling it body positive takes away from the political and social intentions of this movement. It makes it seem like health is an obligation. It makes it seem like it's in our control. And it doesn't do anything to change that storyline that thinner is better and that healthier is better. Intentional weight loss is not practicing body positivity, even in the name of health. If you want to be healthier, which is a whole other messy beast of a discussion, think about doing intentional self-care behaviors in the name of improving physical and mental health from a weight-neutral perspective. And if your weight changes, consider refraining from sharing it on social media or touting it as a success because of the message that that is perpetuating. I would also like to add that there is so much discrimination that happens to individuals in larger bodies within our healthcare system, making it even more important to be clear that body positivity and intentional weight loss cannot coexist because by doing so, we're upholding the biases that are occurring in healthcare, which are extremely problematic. Okay, the next thing I always hear back is I feel bad because I still think about losing weight. Does that mean I'm not body positive? No longer desiring to lose weight is really hard to overcome. And I don't see this happening for clients until they have been doing body image work for a while because we're talking about changing years of ingrained beliefs that thinner equals better. And we're talking about doing this in a society where you're constantly being hit with that message. Until you come to a place of unconditional acceptance with yourself you're probably still going to desire a thinner body. It's really hard to let that desire go. And I'm speaking to this from my place of privilege too. So I recognize that this has unique challenges when you experience discrimination based on your size. But we live in a society that vilifies fat and wants fat bodies to be gone. So cut yourself some slack if you find yourself desiring weight loss. Wanting to lose weight because society has conditioned you to desire this or because your physical size is impacting your life is different than intentionally trying to lose weight and calling it body positive. It's not your fault that you want and desire weight loss. If this is something that you've been wanting your entire life and you've been told that you should want this, it can take a long time to rewire that thought process. I wrote a three-part blog series on how to overcome your desire to be thinner that I'll link to in the show notes, which will give you some helpful steps to take there. The short answer here is that just because you have nagging thoughts and a desire to lose weight doesn't mean you can't practice or preach body positivity or be an ally while working on undoing years of social conditioning for yourself. All right, now to the question of, I lost weight, does that mean I'm not welcome in body positive spaces? Okay, we know that for most people, long-term successful weight loss doesn't happen, but for some individuals, it does. And body sizes can change for many different reasons, which are often not within our control. If you are one of those individuals, I think, of course, you're welcome in body positive spaces. However, it's important to be conscious of how you're contributing to the conversation. Now, I have a body positive space, which is my Facebook group. So I'm going to talk about it in the context of that group. And there's other ones out there. And whoever is running those groups is entitled to run it in any way they want to run it. But in my body positive space, it's meant to be free of diet and weight loss talk. If your life has improved because you lost weight, think about how that narrative contributes to the acceptance and empowerment of larger bodies. It doesn't. It's the same old, you will be better if you lose weight story that has created so much hatred and fear towards larger bodies. 
So you're entitled to your experience and your story, but it's important to recognize privilege and the purpose of body positive spaces, which is to have a community and space that encourages the respect and equal treatment of all bodies. So I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty for having lost weight or to censor you, but this is about having compassion for others and working towards the respect and acceptance of all bodies. Okay, so that was just covering all of the different responses that I generally hear. So to wrap this up, this discussion about body positivity and weight loss really comes down to the use of the term body positivity. Again, this isn't about judging people for things that they've said or the choices they've made. This is about all of us learning and opening our eyes so we can be better allies or activists, which is, I hope, why you're listening to this and doing this work for yourself. Be critical of things touting body positivity and not including fat acceptance. Anytime something becomes more mainstream and popular, it's bound to get diluted, which is disappointing, but that's the way things work. However, that doesn't mean we need to opt out. It simply means we need to make our voices louder and continue to educate ourselves and others. Following the work of activists such as Virgie Tovar, Reagan Chastain, Jess Baker, Melissa A. Fabello, and reading feminist publications like Everyday Feminism, Where Your Voice Mag, and oftentimes Bustle can go a long way towards opening your mind and changing your perspective. The last thing I want to leave you with here is a quote that comes from one of my community members and someone who did the Rock Your Body program, Joe. And she has an amazing Instagram account as well, where she does spoofs on diet advertisements. And you can find her on Instagram at T-R-E-A-C-L-E-T-A-R-T-2. I'll link to that in the show notes because I think it would be trickle tart too, but I don't know. So I apologize, Joe, if I'm totally butchering how you would actually say that. But anyways, you can find her Instagram account in the show notes and she makes these really awesome images. But recently someone in my community asked, what is the best way to respond to someone who says they aren't losing weight because society tells them to, but because they're doing it for themselves? And I feel like she had this incredible response and I had to share it in this episode. So she wrote, quote, If TV, movies, and magazines were filled with women your size or heavier than you, if the highest paid, most admired celebrities had your shape and weight, if the figure type praised by women and lusted after by men was one your size or heavier, if every shop and fashion spread was mostly full of clothes just for your body type or heavier, and if thinner women than you were considered to have bodies less attractive than yours, would you still want to lose weight for yourself? That's a mic drop right there. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 91 because this is episode 91. Join me in my Facebook group, Break the Rules with Summer In and In to chime in on this discussion and let me know if you have other questions or concerned. And don't forget the Body Image Remix program starts Thursday, June 1st. Get all the details at bodyimageremix.com. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.